0: Welcome to the Wiser Wealth Management Roundtable. We believe the best financial advice should always be conflict-free. I'm your host, Casey Smith, guiding you to financial freedom. i my co hosts Brad Lyons and Matthews Barnett. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, Casey. Today's uh, podcast is a community spotlight. I am always impressed with individuals that are focused on leaving a legacy by helping others first. And I've met a lady by the name of... Christy Betts of Giving Grace, who's doing exactly that in our community. She is helping those in need by giving them grace when grace is needed the most. And I'll say that after her interview, uh, I thought to myself, wow, we get caught up in a bubble, our own bubble, right? We, We tend to run in circles of people that are similar to us. Probably we don't know anybody in our friend group that's homeless. We don't know anybody that has continual car trouble and doesn't have the money to get it fixed, right? So I don't want to ruin the interview by saying too much, but listen to Christy and her mission. Very impressive. Here's the interview. Hi, Christy. Thanks for joining us on our Wiser podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. So this episode, we like to focus on what we call our Wiser Community Spotlight. And you have been showing up in my Facebook feed for a little while now. And your name of your organization is uh, Giving Grace. Tell us a little about what you guys are doing in our community.
1: We work with acute or emergency needs and then post the needs on our Facebook group. And once they're funded, we're able to assist the family. We help with anything from rent food, power, sometimes car repairs, water bills, just whatever a family's struggling with at the time.
0: The concept's really interesting to me because so many times you will give money to a cause or organization, you, you know, assuming that organization has been vetted, you know that most of your money is probably going to help a family, but you don't know that family. What I find interesting about your post is there's a civic need. There's a single dad, three children, $300 car repair to keep his job and keep the kids going where they need to be going. You posted, you were with your, I think your own son at a, a baseball batting cage or practice area, and you found a whole team from your own high school that didn't have cleats and gloves and the bats that they needed to even be a team really. And you write this out on through the giving grace, Facebook feed. And all of a sudden you'll see people, Hey, I'll donate $200 to that, Hey, I'll donate $500 to that. To me, that's amazing because the family who gave now knows exactly who received the benefit of those funds. Can you kind of walk me through the process of that and maybe give, also give us some, maybe additional examples of, of families in need.
1: A family that we assisted recently It was a mother with two children. I think her kids are eight and five. Her son, who's eight, has lived in a hotel his entire life, never been in an apartment just because the mom could not get out of the hotel cycle of living because paying weekly rent at a hotel is very expensive. It doesn't leave you much room to be able to save for an apartment when you're living paycheck to paycheck. So we posted, we were able to get the deposit, first month's rent for this mother. We were able to f- completely furnish the home. We have several families, Giving Grace donors, who personally went to deliver furniture, food. And then this past week, we even had a Giving Grace family that we had helped like six or seven years ago, who is now in a much better financial position. She actually donated one of her cars to this family. So wow. we're seeing the whole cycle. It's great to see people that we've assisted in the past step up and assist families now that we're. We're helping. But with this particular mother, we had opportunities for people to donate financially. We had opportunities for people to donate furniture, housing, accessories, whatever. And then I've got a group going to this mom's home tomorrow to deliver Thanksgiving. So we're kind of like a anything goes type group, I guess. <laughs> whatever the need is, we try to step up and make it happen.
0: So tell me how this got started.
1: Um, I started volunteering for an organization called Church on the Street about seven, eight years ago, and I noticed that there were organization I was donating my time was called Church on the Street, and it was a homeless organization that did lunch every day, and they had a clothing closet and just small stuff like that, but I noticed that there were several single men who were homeless, and they'd been hired for like a construction job or warehouse job, but just didn't have Small things like steel toed boots, or whatever you have to have for construction, or men working in a warehouse and had to have proper clothing, stuff that was less than $100, but it was holding them back because they didn't have the means to purchase it. Or we'd have a, a mom and a child who were living in a hotel and were 100 hundred, two hundred $200 away from being able to move into an apartment or rent a room in a home. And I just started posting on my personal page on Facebook, and there was such—I mean, every time I posted a need, it was filled within hours, and it just kind of spiraled from there. We just started helping more and more people, and then we formed, took it off my personal page, and formed a group called Giving Grace. We chose that name because most of the people we're assisting need a little grace. They are folks that might need a second, third or fourth chance at life. And a lot of the people we're assisting need grace in that they're people that society has written off, but they're still great people that just need a little help getting to the next level. It just took off from there. And we started with less than 100 members. And I think now we're up to 7,700 members in giving grace. My goal is hopefully every year we'll grow. We don't want to grow too fast, obviously, because I'm a believer in slow growth. That's kind of where we are today.
0: We were talking offline a minute ago. If you're on the train track and you have a job and you can pay the rent, you can pay for the basic needs, a lot of these jobs don't pay enough. They really have excess that these people have. A lot of these jobs are obviously more hourly in that if they can't go to work because they're sick or the kids are sick, they just don't get paid. But... To make matters worse during this whole COVID environment, we have people just job loss for no reason. It's just because the work's not there. What's interesting to me is you get off the tracks. It takes a lot to get back on the tracks. If you don't have a place to live, you have children that aren't getting the needs that they should have, the basics, how do you get yourself back on? And a lot of times you need a little help. So family members often will help, but a lot of people don't have family, or a lot of times the family is in the exact same situation. Mom and dad are maybe in a worse situation than than the people that you're helping, potentially. Exactly. At the same time, how do you distinguish who to help? Are there certain people that you say, this is not a good situation, and you don't help? Or is it always you're giving grace?
1: No, there's definitely people that we don't assist One way that we're a little bit different too than other organizations is we get to know the families, just like the lady who's helping another family with a car. we, We have a relationship with everybody we've assisted, whether it's just a text every month, hey, how are you doing? You find out real quickly who and who is not really motivated to go to make it. People that want to be independent, people that don't want to live off the system, people who want to make it on their own, who want to provide for their children. And those are the folks that we're targeting. Those are the folks we want to help. The people who are just okay getting by with whatever they're given from the government assistance, those are generally not the folks that we help just because they're okay with the way they're living. They don't necessarily want anything better. And we really want to help the people that want to help themselves.
0: I see that as a recurring theme in your post and asking for help is that someone just got a job they don't start for two weeks. Can you help them get back to catching up on their rent or their car payment? I see someone is looking for a job, hopes to have one in a few weeks, or recently lost a job. So, so yeah, that definitely matches with what I'm seeing. A question I think most people would ask, well, I'll go ahead and ask it here. What happens to the funds? So if, if we donate $500 to help someone stay in a hotel for the next week, are you paying the hotel directly or is it, is it a cash donation to the family itself?
1: We pay everything directly, whether it be to the hotel, to Georgia Power, to the apartment complex. We never give cash to the family we are assisting.
0: It's always paid directly. Paid directly. So there's some coordination and involved.
1: There's a lot of coordination involved. It's time consuming, but also being a nonprofit, we have to have receipts for everything we, we pay for.
0: Right. And that's important. We probably should mention that giving grace as a part of Remerge, which is the nonprofit. That's what makes all the donations tax deductible. Correct? Correct. So your last post on Facebook was about a little special needs girl. Can you tell me about this situation and what you're trying to do?
1: Sure. It's a single mother. Her is actually, her son was born with cerebral palsy and he's visually impaired She had put him in a daycare, a traditional daycare, and he was coming home bruised, not necessarily being abused, but just people don't normal daycares don't know how to care for him. So she ended up having to stop working because obviously you don't want your child bruised and battered. She does receive social security for him, but it's less than $800 a month. And she's in a tough spot in that. I'm not sure the exact name for it, but the blind school here in Atlanta or visually impaired, he can't start attending until he's two. So she's just kind of been living between her mother's house and friends homes until he turns two, because she doesn't have, yeah. she doesn't have any options. I've explored everything that I've been able to find. We've had other people help. So what we're trying to do right now is we have an apartment that we can put her in for the next few months her son actually turns two in March. So once he turns two, her hopes is that he will be able to go to preschool and she'll be able to get a job. But she's also looking into, once we can get her into her own housing, she could possibly get a work from home job or have some a friend or her mom or somebody watch him certain hours so that she can work. But when you're bouncing from house to house, hotel room to mom's, she also comes from an abusive home. So her mom's home is not necessarily a mm-hmm. safe haven. It's hard to hold down a job, especially with a special needs child. So we are trying to help her get into permanent housing so that she can, she also wants to go back to school. She was in school before her son was born. So that's, that's kind of what we're trying to help her do right now is just to get in a stable home and then get her son back in school in a few months and get her back to school and get her in some type of job so that she can become self-sufficient. All she wants is to be self-sufficient.
0: Right. And how old is she?
1: She's 26.
0: Wow. That's a big burden for 26.
1: Especially alone, homeless, like being stable in a home with a husband and the stuff that she goes through. I can't even imagine, you know, on a daily basis, I I wouldn't, there's no way I'd want to do it. She's a strong person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at these cases, do you see people that are just making continual bad choices? Or is there something different going on in the background?
1: A little bit of both. We have people that continually make bad choices. And a lot of those people or those families, it's teaching them to make better choices. I have a family we've been working with for several years. And she used to pay, she got $50. She'd pay whatever bill came in that that would cover. We have taught her that you want to pay your rent first because if you don't have anywhere to live, who cares if your power bill is paid? And it's a whole lot easier to get help getting your power bill covered than finding a whole new home for you to live in. So a a lot of the families is just teaching them to make different choices. And also, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, you cannot expect different results. So let's try something different and see what happens. Some families are reluctant to make changes, but we have a lot of families who are not. And those families are the families that generally succeed. When you start making a different choice, different things happen. Most of the time, it's a positive change for these families. So,
0: And how are um, you counseling them in this current environment? Are you, are you doing this all over the phone?
1: Phone or texting, calls, what have you.
0: yeah. Do you feel like that you're a disadvantage in this environment versus where we were in 2019?
1: It's harder to have a personal touch when you can't sit across the table from somebody and have a conversation. But just like with everything else in the world right now, we're just doing the best we can with what we have. Holding on until this is over.
0: (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So Chrissy, I kind of see you as on the front lines of this. Do you think that there's been a substantial increase in the need post the COVID shutdown?
1: The needs are just overwhelming daily. It's everything from parents who can't go to work because their kids are, are home from school virtual learning. You know, you can't leave a first grader when you're used to ha- sending them to school. We've seen a lot of families at a financial disadvantage because they're having to pay for learning pods or daycare so that they can go to work. We've seen a huge increase in families that work in the restaurant industry shut down.
0: Probably hospitality as well
1: absolutely um I mean, even stores because I mean we have, you know people are doing online shopping instead of going into the malls and so it's just it's a lot of it's just bad situation all
0: around so what about the outpouring of grace from the community are you seeing more donations now
1: we've definitely had an increase in donations which is great because
0: it just means we were able to help more people how do people follow you i I found you in Facebook but are there other ways that people can follow giving grace?
1: We are actually just on Facebook.
0: So it's giving grace. Christy Betts is who we're uh, going to be searching for. I, in fact, I think I can follow you, but I think you've reached the maximum number of people that you can be friends with on Facebook. That's the following that you have. We probably need to get you a celebrity account where you can, <laughs> you can take one more. people, <laughs> <laughs> One more friend. Um.
1: All you have to do is ask to join and we are happy to add you to the group.
0: That's great. So we're going into the holiday season. What are some ways that people could give? Let's say 25 to to $100. Where would that be best placed, do you think, through a donation and giving grace?
1: Well, during Christmas, you have a lot of people who want to buy gifts for children. And all the families that we've assisted, we will make sure the children have something for Christmas morning to open. But the needs right now are still financial. It's helping people stay in their homes, put food on the table, keep the power on, keep the heat on. Those are still the greatest needs right now. And like I told a lady yesterday, it's great for these children to have a Christmas. But if they can't stay in their home, it doesn't matter what we give them for Christmas. They're going to be on the street. So... We got to keep them in their homes.
0: You've mentioned also that you guys are volunteers. There's three of you. Correct.
1: So there's myself. And then I have three, three to four people who help regularly. And then I have a lot of other people that will help, whether it be delivering groceries to a family or taking a winter jacket to a child. We have a lot of people who do small stuff like that, that we couldn't survive if they didn't help with that either. So it's just a lot of people coming together and volunteering what time they do have to so make this succeed.
0: It's safe to assume that every dollar donated is a dollar at use. There's really no admin cost. Correct. That's amazing. For
1: Giving Grace, there are no admin costs. Remerge does have a few paid employees, but they have funding through grants and programs that they put on. So... Every dollar that's donated to Giving Grace, we put to use with whatever the day. I mean, every day is a new day and every day is a new need.
0: Right. Absolutely. I admire your courage to do this. I can't imagine that you hit many people that say you're doing anything bad. (laughs) I'm sure you get a lot of pats on the back.
1: We do get some people who are giving for the wrong reason. They want the pat on the back. Unfortunately, we don't have the manpower to personally thank every single person who donates. And I have had a few people who have gotten upset that I have not personally called them to thank them for their donation. And there's just not enough hours in the day to do that.
0: A true gift is a gift given with nothing expected in return.
1: Absolutely.
0: People need to realize that. But you are definitely a community hero. There is no doubt about that. And thank you for your commitment to helping those that I think a lot of people have forgotten about.
1: Well, thank you. And we couldn't do it without all the, if we didn't have the donors, we wouldn't be where we are today. So it takes a village.
0: Absolutely. So donations look for Giving Grace on your Facebook feed, Christy Betts. You can also search for her. Thank you for your time, Christy. A happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. We'll keep in touch.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: I thought that interview was a great reminder of thinking of others in this holiday season, this podcast. This video cast will get posted shortly after Thanksgiving, but it's amazing how many people out there need assistance, but we don't realize it. Yeah, I think we take for granted how fortunate we are. There's a lot of people out there that are uh, in need, especially during COVID times. Is unfortunate. You know, throughout the rest of the year, we get caught up in our own daily lives, and it's the holidays that bring us to remind us that there are others who... Through either circumstance or environment, have found that they uh they need some help. What's interesting is one of her posts recently, I think it was three hundred and thirty dollars for a dad's car repair so he could get to work. Didn't have the money. Most people we know three hundred and thirty dollars is it gonna I'm not gonna take food off the table. <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not gonna cause any problems. I think we just judgmentally look at people and go, Well, you should have made better decisions. And it's not always that easy. Sometimes people are just Behaving how they were trained, that's right. That's right. Law of diminishing returns. So, if Brad, you go buy a new sports car every day, right? The first time you buy it, you're super excited. Second time, you're a little less excited. Eventually, it's just no big deal. You're buying a three hundred thousand dollars sports car, right? No big deal. Yeah, I think of this often. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'd love to me one if you want. It's interesting. Studies have shown that giving does not have diminishing return. The joy that you get. Actually, I think the better health that you get by giving, that does not diminish. So even if it's $25, $50, something that goes and helps someone else, that you're not asking for something in return, I think that's important. I I thought that was interesting that in the interview, people were upset because she didn't get out there and thank them for a donation. And I sort of see that a little bit, but... It's also a three-person operation run by volunteers who have their own kids and their own families and husbands at home. Well, the fact that it's volunteers I thought was interesting because that means that 100% of the donation yeah. goes directly to the cause. There's zero yeah. administrative costs. In fact, maybe if you don't want to donate money, maybe you donate your time and send thank you notes to all the donors. There you go. There's an idea. <laughs> you could do. You can do that from your home, right? I mean, so anyway – Giving Grace, you can search on Facebook for that and follow her and see her posts and see her stories. She's a special lady. Absolutely. Very important Absolutely. cause for now. All right, guys, here we go. Christmas is coming. See you on the next podcast. Thank you.